Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to this next podcast of Darn IT Podcast. I'm your host, Darn Aggressive Jr., owner of Darn IT Group. Today's podcast, we'll be talking about how to speak to the board of directors or leader regarding cybersecurity and sort of what are the basics, the analogies, and sort of the tips in order to speak to the officials in getting a better cybersecurity solution, a better cybersecurity talk track, or better cybersecurity solutions for your organizations. Now, as being a, a consultant, I understand that there are different challenges businesses face when it comes to their threat landscape. Now, what I mean by threat landscape is the fact that each business, depending on the amount of information or the type of industry that they are in, there are some requirements of them holding certain data. Now, if some of you don't know already, there is a good price on information, especially when it comes to the dark web. So different things like your name, address, credit card number, health card number, social social insurance number, um, postal code, postal address, um, you know, any different uh, identifiable information. These sort of things are well sought after. And every single business, big and small, all have this information. In order, you for, in order for any business to do business, they have to collect this information and store it somewhere. But the problem with some businesses, as they grow and they add on the complexities of their organization, a lot of the board of directors are not aware of the threat landscape. And this may fall on a employee who may be sort of like the interim IT person. This may land on the CTOs or the CISOs hands um, in determining this. But the biggest problem that a lot of security professionals experience is the miscommunication or the misunderstanding as to why these certain products or solutions needs to be implemented in in the organizations. And typically speaking, these are the things that are actually expensive and a business does not really take into account when it comes to running or operating their business. So as we know that this is cyber threats are on the rise. We hear that in the media. We hear that in the news. We hear that through other uh, business people, other uh, friends, family, uh, colleagues, coworkers, you name it. We hear about this basically every single day. It'll never go away as long as we're alive or that we are in the 21st century and we do not get hit back into the dark ages. So when it comes to cybersecurity, it is the biggest buzzword but it's also the biggest deal when it comes to operating costs for a business. Now, you may or may not know a particular business that has been breached or a person that has lost their information. And I can tell you, and I'm sure you can tell as well, that it's not the best feeling to have. And the business sense, it's not the best thing to have for your operating costs because you're then spending more money and you have clients and customers who are essentially upset or frustrated at your business because you cannot protect your assets well enough. So this is kind of the issue that comes to businesses is the fact that this message is not being conveyed properly 
to the sea levels or the board in a concise and efficient manner that they can realize or understand that this needs to be done. Now, uh, board members and sea level executives need to have an understanding of their threat landscape and how it keeps changing and evolving. You know, that basically means uh, they have to understand the basics about certain attacks and defenses. Um, they should be able to appreciate how different attacks like, you know, denial of service, malware, web attacks, ransomware, etc. They all demand different defenses because security is this convoluted web that is never sort of a linear thing of, okay, you put this in place, we're all set, we're all good. That doesn't happen. They should also recognize that the traditional landscape of security, which means putting a firewall, protective software on each endpoint, um, are basically nowadays inadequate when the business operates online and is connected with customers, partners, vendors all around the world. The perimeter, as you will, has to have various openings, um, but when networks and applications are open to customers, they're also vulnerable to attacks and exploits because businesses have become very distributed on the web and with technology, the security must also be just as distributed and convoluted as well to basically protect all points of entry and exit. Now, a good example in terms of an analogy that I encourage anyone on the technical level or on the non-technical level is to basically talk to the board of directors or C-level managers is think about a house. We all live in one, either that be an actual detached, attached, condo, apartment, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is a home's a home and however they wanna interpret it, you leave it to them. But first, the best analogy in terms of trying to describe cybersecurity to the upper management is to think about a house. Now you can think about it in different ways. Think of it as your house is sitting there on the side of the street you know, people will walk by, people will drive by, they may notice it, they may not notice it, they may have an interest, they may have no, they may not have an interest in it whatsoever. This is the analogy I like to use in terms of your business operating online. Now, people will walk by it, people will, will surf through it or look at it all over the world. You have a bigger audience when you're on the digital roadway, but some people may not bother with it. Now, the analogy also I like to use is in terms of the alarm system, security system, understanding that a house has multiple paths to uh, multiple paths of entry into the home, either be the front door, side door, back door, basement door, window, upstairs window, etc. There's different modes of entry into any home. And those entry points need to be secured with sensors, motion sensors, glass break sensors, and either sensors that can detect leaks or, or, or outages, or even fire, fire detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. All these sensors will be connected to a central point in the home, which will be monitored by a alarm system or a alarm uh, company. And this alarm company would be able to notify you if there is a fire or if someone breaks the window open, someone opens a door, unlocks or opens a door, etc., and it will alert the authorities. This would be in some of the alerting capabilities which your businesses will need so that you understand when a door gets open, a window gets broken, or someone's walking around in the house when they shouldn't be. And you should have these 
these systems in place so that your organization can determine about these different types of threats that enter your home. Now, making also the connection to a burglar, to a cyber criminal, if a burglar gets into your home, you may not have the proper, you may have forgot to put a sensor in this window, for example, and the burglar gets in. The burglar's um, concept here is to look around the house and the different rooms, which are different sections of your network, and we'll try to find the crown jewels. They're trying to look for the most valuable thing in this house so that they can collect it and sell it on the dark market. Now, you have to think about when your crown jewels are being displayed out in the open, let's say on the kitchen counter, it will take the criminal no more, no more than you know 15 to 20 seconds to find this and leave. Even though there's alarms blaring, um, you know the police have been notified, the criminal does not have cannot do much um, besides snatching the crown jewels and running out, never to be seen again. This is very similar to an analogy if a cyber criminal breaks into a network, um, you may know about it, there may be a log created or alert created, but you know they're in and out fast enough, they get the um, identifiable information that they want, um, steal it and they leave. And really, uh, it's too late at that point. So understanding that your crown jewels, which is your customer information, your um, intellectual property, anything that's important, the so-called crown jewels of your business, is protected with additional layers. You hide in a box that's locked, encrypted with biometrics, stored in a wall, behind a picture, or in a secure area that would mean that the burglar would need to take extra time and effort in order to find the crown jewels. So if you hide the crown jewels behind a picture frame, for example, locked in a safe, which has an additional lock on the box itself, it would mean that the burglar will have to find the location, unlock the safe, and then unlock the box, which will take time and effort on the burglar's part in order to ascertain that data that's secured or the crown jewels that are locked away safely somewhere else that they're not aware of. So understanding that point. So really you can, this analogy can keep going on and on about the different aspects of the home and I'll leave that to your imagination, but keep in mind for them to understand the reasons why you want to invest in a particular software, hardware or service, you have to make sure that the board of directors or C-level people are understanding of the fact that we need this solution or we need this product to protect this. And understand that there's no such thing as an airtight defense system. There's no such thing as, even though you may spend you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in protective solutions and hardware for your business, it does not necessarily guarantee that your business will be 100% defended against all different threats. Keep in mind that all these threats are distributed. There's over 330,000 malicious code distributed on the net every single day. So you have to understand even the latest, greatest tools will become obsolete if there are, or there is a malware that gets released out there that is not necessarily uh, identifiable at a zero day vulnerability. So understand is that if your if your network secure is not a yes or no question it is a spectrum of answers the questions you need to discuss are is the company secure enough to operate successfully how much risk are we willing to accept and how much are we willing to invest to reduce that level of risk these are the questions that you must ask 
the executives in order to, to assure that you have the right tools to do your job or you have the right opportunities to secure your network, depending on your, your level of understanding in the matter. But if you don't, you have to understand that you have to bring the professionals in to be in order to fully protect your organization, even if you come from a long IT background, because this landscape is always dynamic. And if you're at least a day behind, you're you're already a dinosaur. So in the security landscape, it's it's so convoluted and it's always changing that it's not a simple, you know, drop and fix solution. We all got to make sure we have the right defense when it comes to cybersecurity. Um, defending yourself is the most important thing in terms of your organization. You have to monitor your information or monitor the access that your customers have in your infrastructure. And you got to be, be prepared for the worst. So your response time, you may have a trained team, you may have them educated, but you need to understand how you, would you respond in the event of an incident. And that is very key here in terms of, of, of getting the right people on the same um, understanding, but at the same time, responding properly when that happens. And that brings me to the last point is be prepared for worst case scenarios. Don't think because you invested $80,000 in protective infrastructure and services, it doesn't necessarily mean you should just put your guard down and just say it's someone else's problem. A lot of vendors and solution providers ultimately leave the decision on your hands so that if there's any incident or there's any problem in terms of a breach, they're not gonna be responsible because it is not their place to say, we're gonna 110% protect you from any and all cyber threats that come out there. Um, a few tips to convince your board. Um, one thing is to give them regular updates. I found that every quarter um, regarding the actual cybersecurity landscape, you know, just think of the top three core security risks in your business. Talk to them every quarter or every other quarter in terms of the uh, threat landscape so that they're better educated in that regard. Um, use reports or if you can, dashboard information to state these points. Um, show, show them the overall status of your security framework compliance. So if you're ISO 27001, NIST, SIS, top 20, etc., these different security framework compliances that you must endure. Um, give them the example of loss of resources or downtime due to security incidences over the last quarter. So again, state that if a particular situation happens, we'll be down for 72 hours. And generally speaking, a C-level executive will understand that time is money. And if the company cannot recover from a threat within 72 hours, that is a incomprehensible amount of loss so that it would be um, a good idea to invest in the infrastructure or the solutions that will help protect the organization to minimize that downtime or to minimize the amount of risk that the company may endure during a cyber attack. Explain everything in clear language. I see this a lot of, a lot of times in people in my field is the fact that they use a lot of jargon. Um, you know, it's just the jargon will essentially confuse people and will turn them off. They'll shut down right away. So you got to keep it in, in clear, basic language, not to not to say that you're you're acting in, in any malevolent way or um, in any condescending manner. But you have to understand that people just want the goods. They just want to know in plain English you know, what's the risks, how do we protect our risks and what's the cost going to be. So keeping everything very clear and concise will help 
you know, set aside any sort of misunderstandings on the executive end. Be transparent. Anything that you recommend or suggest, you know, just be transparent in the choices, your strategy, and your plans, and use examples of how that particular solution or software will protect that organization. And don't avoid saying things, either that be the cost or anything else like that, that will undermine or underhand their decision. Uh, clarify your budget. Um, really, the, the reason for that is to help them be keep to, to stay engaged, first of all, but also just to make sure that the um, solution you're trying to provide is reasonable. But even if it's not reasonable, the organization can find ways to afford that in order to protect everybody, right? I think the best interest is in the organization. So if they need to invest the money in that, it may not be tomorrow, but if they can make a path in terms of getting the right solution in place in due time, once the budget permits, would be a very good course in the right direction because then there's an actionable step that they must endure in order to, to implement that procedure or process. I understand that to raise end user awareness. So that becomes part of your company culture. A lot of businesses that I come across really don't care about the um, cyber awareness. They just do their job and they leave. But understanding that if you have employees that are on your team, you have staff that's on your side in terms of, of this uh, sort of cyber security culture, you'll be in a better position. So if something were to happen, there will be less uh-oh mistakes and more what do we do inquiries that will really put your your business in the right position. Um, inform them of your current cybersecurity strategy and make sure to show them that it's future proof. Show the C-level people that this plan is future proof. It's not just for today, but it's for the future. Um, lastly, um, show them that you have the right skill set in your team to indicate or just indicate the need of finding other profiles or outsourcing your security. Not all IT people, not all security people can do different jobs and that can make or break a company. A IT person, IT manager saying that he or she can do all these things um, is probably stretching itself out way too thin. They don't. They may not have the industry experience that a, a cybersecurity expert may have in a particular field. Let's say if it's um, vulnerability assessments, for example, um, and not always looking at ways to automate uh, to automate the actual tools, but to get human interaction and human involvement in, just to make sure all your I's and T's are dotted and crossed. So make sure if you're not the proficient one in terms of security, understand that you will have to get outside resources or get internal resources that would help you to get yourself in the right stature to protect your organization. So all in all, I hope this was useful today. Um, I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of Darn IT Podcast. I'm your host, Darnie Gresson Jr., founder and owner of Darn IT Group. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. See you next time.